Comics. Movies. Music. Video games. Technology. Blu-ray. Television. This is the HHW LOD Podcast Network. The world we know is gone. No internet. No GPS. No text messages. No podcasts. In a world ruled by the dead, we are finally forced to start living. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Walking Dead TV podcast, episode 298. This is Russ. I'm back. And with me is Jim Dietz, Aaron Newworth, and Dr. Current himself. You know what? It was a madhouse where you were going, Russ. A madhouse. A madhouse. Yeah. They, they had me duct taped to the ceiling. Mm-hmm. Made a mess. Man, when I'm, just, when I'm not around. here, you just it's just pick on gym day. Like I don't I know, man. Right, <laughs> right. They turn your back and they turn on me, man. What's going on? I don't know. Thank God you're back. I am back. I am back. Glad to be back. Um, a lot to talk about. A lot of news. Speaking uh, of things coming back, yes. February 28th is coming back February 28th for its extended 10th season. And we got some new cast members, guys. What? We got Robert Patrick. Hey-o. T-1000 himself. That's wow. Right. He's the Galleria. Be, he's going to be joining the series as Maze. Huh. Uh, Okea Emmy Aquari from Cobra Kai is going to step into the role of Elijah. Okay. And I think we mentioned this last week. Hillary Burton Morgan will be playing Negan's wife, Lucille. What? Negan, of course, played by Jeffrey Dean Morgan. That's convenient. Yeah, they're related. That's his wife. Uh, honey, <laughs> you're busy? Just, could you play well, my wife? A, ta- a table read clip from the new episode, One More, that was uh, uh, features Robert Patrick, Ross Marquand, uh, Seth Gilliam, and, jo- and is narrated by Josh McDermott. The clip's up on the AMC YouTube channel if you want to check that out um they gave the titles of each episode uh for episode 10 17 10 18 10 19 10 20 10 21 and 10 22 which will be uh let's see the first one will be home sweet home alabama uh, there's a little do you want to hear the synopses too uh, or i don't i don't want to hear the synopses with you. okay uh find me uh the next one's called one more splinter diverged and then finally we'll wrap up with here's negan what if it's like a a quest to find the magical bat and then the bat like kind of talks to him i i I saw the first the the first episode about talking i like like about a talking bat that that intrigues me yeah like when he finally gets the bat and he raises it up in the sky sorry russ what were you you saying no i I saw the episode title for the first one it was home sweet home so i thought oh man are they going with a motley crew theme for this uh, extended season <laughs> and sadly uh that is not the case the, or uh, thankfully depending on which side of the coin you fall on that on that yeah. deal the thing yeah. i noticed i mean beyond i i think we are correct in thinking that this is like a well it seems like an epilogue of sorts or slash like a bridge to the next season since there's just yes time i do we know if they're like full length? Like, are they like sixty minute episodes or like whatever forty minute episodes? Or I don't think we know that yet. I imagine they I are. Though, would know. Right? Yeah, I, I, I would the, imagine there would be. I'd be surprised if they weren't. 
Yeah. yeah. I mean, but, they might even go with the extended episode format that they did with some of the episodes last season. Sure. I mean, who, who knows? Mm-hmm. I guess this could be... This could be like season three of Lost, right? Where they had like the first chunk of episodes where basically how they do TV now, right? Where they, they had it before, you know, the winter essentially where it was, but it was mainly focused on Jack, Kate and Sawyer with the others before they like went back for the, like the second, like part of that season. Something, something along those lines. That's it. Like the thing I noticed about this, we talked about this. Didn't they say they weren't going to have like the main characters? It was going to be more of like other people. I, I yeah. don't remember them officially saying that. I thought we, I thought we speculated that that might be the case. There was some art. Maybe it was just someone that no, they did from say that. There was I some post I thought that they was specifically that they saying going to be. Uh-huh. Uh, they weren't going to be in the first something. I forgot how many episodes they said. Which makes me so we kind of can get the sense that it's going to be a pre. It's going to be a past. Yeah. Kind of thing. But now we, it, it, there very much are all of the main players. I, I mean, these episodes are probably very focused specifically on a couple people at a time, but they or all maybe still heavy flashback, perhaps. But regardless, they still focus on the main cast members, regardless right. of how involved each of them are in every episode. Yeah, every single one of these synopses has uh, just a few cast members listed in them. Um, in fact, there's one here that looks like it's a Daryl flashback episode to the time after Rick disappeared, but before he came back, I guess. So that's making me think that's how they got got it done, right? You, yeah. You have like you do it with the main cast members. You you have a small little thing happens or whatever. Maybe it's a something major or an aftermath kind of thing, and then they all kind of separate and start to flash back on whatever. Well, something else that's interesting too: all six of these episodes are only uh, have two directors between them. Mm. Uh, David Boyd and Laura Belsey are directing all six of these. It's easy to get it done. That's all. I mean, yeah, it's I mean, I, safer, too. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. We're, we're skirting around the fact that, yeah, there is a pandemic, so yeah. I can understand yeah. why there'd be a limited cast count, let alone right. focus, because, yes, you're going to work with what you can, and, the, and you know, the walking is not a good thing. you can knock that. out, like, that if could, you do, like, a segment that's, like, ten minutes of the main cast, you could mm-hmm. do all of that in one shot. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then everything else is the other people, right? I was just to say that could potentially be a plus. I mean, um, it could be more of a continuity of style, you know, right. continuity of storytelling yeah. with the uh, you know uh, same director, same writers. So mm-hmm. that's fine. Plus, I mean, it give I don't expect this necessarily, but it does give you a chance to play because you're not having to adhere to a specific continuity. I mean, you know, it's said within the Walking Dead universe, but having these, like, six separate episodes, you can you can have a little bit of fun with that as far as if they're flashbacks. You can do right. things that are kind of breaking away from the typical formula of the show to some degree. So they won't uh, be, like, again, a new threat. It'll just be all past stuff. Yeah. It's like, it's not, it's not quite Elseworlds, but it's kind of close. Right. That kind of logic. It'd be like an anthology. Yeah, yeah. sure. Of the show. Like an yeah. anthology of the, the main mm-hmm. show. A lot of one character telling the other character, did I ever tell you the story about yeah. when? And then, like, why do you think you're that, Lucille? And then he talks about it. How'd you get that scar? Well, yeah. funny story. What is yeah, it, Chupacabra? Anyway, February 28th, guys. Yeah. <laughs> Check it out. It'll be 2021 then, so it's bound to be a better year, right? Don't right. say it. Don't say and, it. I know what. F you. I'm going to be positive and optimistic no. after this year we've had. Screw you. No. I just like, um, we I got just like little... that Jim's still thinking we're getting to that year. Like I'm saying. <laughs> I said optimism. 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 I'm all... 2020 says, hold my beer. 
no more years after this. It's just run out of years. Yeah. Um, What's next? Oh, just another little tidbit about um, from an interview with uh, 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 I'm sorry, Anna Mahendru, who plays Huck Mm -hmm. on uh, World Beyond, who we had a little flashback focus on in this episode. Uh, They said that uh, she said that quote we're uh, our show is the lead up to the movies, so we're going there. All the questions fans have had for I don't know about a decade. uh, The show, our show, is the answer to that. Whether you'd like it or not. So we are very much leading to the CRM. I mean, that's the helicopter people. We're getting really close. So for a lot of people who like, uh, have um, you know put off World Beyond, I guess it's going to be tied fairly deeply into the continuity of the movies, you know, CRM and whatnot. So. If it's specu- I mean, obviously based off World Beyond's random bonus scenes that are super not inconvenient to watch, um, yeah. the... If if the build if the buildup of this show and you know the Rick Grimes trilogy is to some kind of like solution to all of this stuff, I I don't feel like I'm going to be very turned on by that. Well, I mean I, the plan the plan is to have the extended season ten right, and then the show is going to end with season eleven. Mm-hmm. There's supposed to be a spinoff of Daryl and Carol, and then there's supposed to be the anthology series, right? So mm-hmm. those will be rolling probably by the time the movie is out, since there are going to be two seasons of World Beyond. Mm-hmm. Timing might be a little different there, but so I mean, tar- as far as delivery, I get that. But I mean, as far as yeah. the, the plotting of these, sh- if like the, if oh, the oh, intended so. finale of some of this is we've discovered what zombieism is and we have a cure or some bullshit like that, I, I'm just I'm not into that. I'm just yeah, saying that that's right not, now. It's never really been the point of the show. It had, but I mean, yeah. it's, I mean, it's done. People... It's done a lot more work than other zombie stuff has with like the Jenner thing, trying to explain, like, yeah, the you know things come out of the brain or whatnot, and like now they're doing experiments on them to try to find something, and these girls are special for some reason, and I'm just, I don't want, like, it could very much not go that way, and that'd be great, but I'm just saying right now, yeah. if that if the show's intention is to have some kind of cure plot line or some right. nonsense like that that actually succeeds, that just kind of like goes away from things i like about zombie themed stuff i see what you're saying yeah i don't know if they would do a cure but i think they would just fast forward to a we the civilization just came back like we were able to build it back sure for the most part i, I, and, I think that that's what they would do but if the intention is to like have these scientists doing something and like if, the, if the, it goes into a we tried this thing and it just doesn't work at all. Cool. All right. Mm-hmm. I'm into that. But I'm just saying, like, right. they actually solve it. I'm just, that's going to throw Or, me. I mean, it's so, it's kind of timely if they do something like we have a vaccine uh-huh. kind of thing where it's, it's not as bad as it was or, you know, we just, were able to. They make to the zombies kinda... start talking or something. Yeah. Yeah. Like, <laughs> you know. Never know. I'm just throwing that out there. So that's what we find. We find out that the whole thing was uh, a prequel to Into the Badlands. That that that's that's. The, oh, I would love that. <laughs> that's I mean, that's that what it is. I would Jim. love it. We got to tie. We got to tie Low Winter Sun into this. I was going to say it's secretly <laughs> it's a it's a dream that Lenny James character is having on Low Winter Sun, right? Where he, his he dream is Morgan. Out. Yeah. Exactly. Oh, beautiful. Good work. And, you know what? I won't get mad at that either. And, and obviously, dreams always come with subplots involving other characters you're not involved with whatsoever. That's how dreams work. So, I mean, it, it's just like that okay. makes sense to me. Sure. Remember right. when they said that about Rick? It's like Rick's. Just, it's just a fever dream that Rick's yeah. having while in the hospital yeah. bed. 
that makes sense. That's why he cuts away to Beth so often by yeah. himself. <laughs> sure. <laughs> All right. Should we start with fear? No, let's talk more about dream. Yeah, let's start. Let's start with fear. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we will start with Fear the Walking Dead, Season 6, Episode 6, Bury Her Next to Jasper's Leg. That's a unique title for this show. And pays off right away. Yeah, right off the bat. It's like, I can see where this is going. Um, So the episode starts with a a woman that's running, uh, obviously running away from Virginia and her crew. Apparently she's working. Do what? I'm sorry. I said not very fast either. She's no. really bad at this. Yeah, she's no. she's not good at this game. Um, and I guess she works on the forestry, like cutting down trees to send to the mill, you know, because this is part of their whole operation. You know, they've got a mill, they've got a refinery, they've got, they got a little bit of everything going on here. Um, but Virginia's uh, people stop her. They find a spray can. Um, and they find on one of the trees is is the the saying that we've um, the end is the beginning that we keep uh, that we keep seeing throughout the the season so far. Registered trademark. Yes, registered trademark. Um, and so she tries to get some information out of her. Virginia does, and uh, the lady's able to grab a gun away from one of uh, Virginia's men, and uh, instead of pointing it at at them to shoot them. She puts the gun on herself and shoots herself in the head. Two right things. Two things. First of all, Virginia's Rangers suck. Yes. Oh, they're terrible. Yeah. They're they're just the worst. Okay. On that, that's terrible. Okay. Second of all, why didn't she shoot Ginny? Exactly. That's what I was thinking. Yeah. And I this question she comes Ginny later and, too. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Ginny? No one um, won't kill Ginny. But she, I mean, Virginia's ruthless to where she's like, check all her stuff, empty her stomach contents to find out what's in there. Like, she is hell-bent on trying to find these people that are spray-painting this and causing this insurrection. Um, And this episode, I kind of went, after this episode, I'm back on the I just don't like Virginia as a character. um, Yeah, too much time with her. There are two different times in this. I wanted the person, a person who had a chance yeah. to kill her, yeah. to just go ahead yeah. and kill her. It's the, it's the overly like I'm gonna throw out every southern uh, witticism I can find mm-hmm. and just constantly throw out there. Yeah, it's interesting because contrasting with the other episode for what for World Beyond, because these are both episodes where you're. The shows very much want to help you get more in with some key characters, this with Jenny and the other with Huck. And I feel like the World Beyond was more successful at this. We'll got to talk about that episode later. But where this one, I felt like I saw what they wanted to do, but I wasn't falling into line with what they were trying to accomplish. It was like, yeah. all right, you're, you're trying to give me more to work with with her, but really I just want her to die more now. <laughs> That's yeah. what yes. I came away yeah. with. Yes. Agreed. It also felt like her steam came out of it. This episode, like she's not, she's not the big evil anymore. Does she weaker as a character a lot? She seems really par- paranoid, like uh, you know, mm-hmm. uh, Bogart and the Kane Mutiny kind of thing. You know, where things are kind of she's kind of seeing shadows around every corner and stuff. Yeah. That's what and it, it also kind of makes me think it'll be you know like they've been putting her as the big bad. We got to stop, and then all of a sudden, er, it's not really. Her, 
And plus, That's you don't know bad. what the deal is at the end of the beginning, people, yeah. because it could right. be even worse, you know? Yeah. So. I, yeah, I, I have the feeling she's going to double down on the crazy after after this, but... um. But yeah, so we get after the cold open. This is this is a June a theme to the opening graphic, which is pretty cool, um, and it starts you know pretty pretty hot and heavy. Where it's uh, June and Sarah, and they're rushing in um, somebody named Malcolm. Who um, it, it's not apparent right away like what's happened. Like has he been bit? Are they under attack? Like what's going on? Uh, so they get into the back of the truck, which they've kind of converted into like a mobile. Um, like a mash unit, for lack yeah. of a better term. Like right. the truck is just this this kind Field of hospital, thing. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. I um, so they get them on the. I guess it's only been a few months with it. I, mean, I was curious, like, how long have they been doing this? But, I mean, I don't have nitpicks. It's just more of like, all right, like it's cool. I like the idea. Yeah, I mean, yeah. it was, and it wasn't like you know some elaborate setup or whatever. It's just the back of a tractor trailer full of, you know, whatever equipment they could scrounge. It wasn't. Uh, you know. It's just it gets to what's coming up, just her extreme reactions to things. But I just yeah. have, yeah. we don't have enough we don't have enough context to know how much he's had to deal with this kind of stuff within this thing. So right. Yeah. Uh, so they they bring Malcolm in there, put him on the table. He's got appendix. It turns out he's got appendicitis, and uh, Sarah and June are going to op- she's going to operate and try and um, take out his appendix. But it appears it's burst. He's gone septic. And after she cuts into him, and she's and again, she was a ER nurse. She wasn't. She's not a full blown doctor. No. So she's kind of going based off of her real world training from being an ER nurse, where I'm sure she saw just as much and and probably did almost as much as some doctors in that environment, depending on where she's at. Mm-hmm. Um, but still, open like like Sarah's sitting there holding the medical book, so she makes sure she gets the the placement right in the in this in the incision. Um, and Malcolm dies. Like there, she's not able to save him. His appendix yeah, burst. I is, say, he, doctor. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, and so June is kind of taken aback by this. She's kind of like um, pretty uh, focused about this whole like setting a hospital up and wanting to kind of like right her past wrongs or something. Like she seems pretty. Um, we went pretty through f- this before. I mean, yeah. right? I mean, but we just haven't. Like she, so much happened that we just didn't talk about it again for a while. It also shows like something that her and John Dory have in common that kind of need for service, like to help others, yeah. um, above all else. I mean, even to the, we'll see at the end how that plays out, but to the detriment of her own, uh, uh, life, you know, yeah. her own happiness. So, of course, the guy dies. And then while she's trying to do CPR, Sarah even pulls them power on the monitor and is like look he's gone like he's he's done um and of course he turns and immediately starts the attack and there's a big scuffle and sarah's able to uh um to subdue the the walker um we found out june really wants to to build a hospital but virginia doesn't want to do it it's too risky you know there's too many people wandering around she's like very much against it I don't understand her reasoning on that either. Like, why is that too risky if you're losing people left and right from dumb stuff? Like, you know, you know it just didn't yeah. seem like a, what, what was the risk? I didn't, I didn't see the risk involved there. You know? Yeah, but it's they've better already, to... They've already localized their power structure. They've already they have like a, you know, capital or you know, central power structure. I mean, I don't see, I didn't understand what added risk there was. It didn't explain that well enough to me. Yeah, I, I agree. Especially mm-hmm. when they're sitting around with this. I guess they feel like at this point they've kind of got an unlimited supply of gas. So 
or diesel so they could run this truck around pretty much wherever they want. Um, but still, yeah, it seems like a, it seems like it'd be easier to have a better, more sterile, stable facility centralized somewhere and just have like ambulances running people back rather than the other way around. But, um, but yeah, um, so, uh, John reaches out on the radio and he comes to pick up June. Um, and this is where they kind of have this very heart to heart conversation and John wants to run. Um, and he, he's pretty like he's pretty shaken after we got his episode by the end, he's kind of turning into a bit of a broken man. And he, he just is, has this sense of dread that if he doesn't leave and take her with that, he's, he's not going to last here. Like something's going to happen to him. Like he's either going to die or he's going to come unhinged or something like he's, he's just very adamant that he can't be around this, this place anymore. Well, he's got that. He's got that strong ethical base that kind of guides what he does as a cop or whatever. And he's doing, he's trying to feel good doing the right thing for the wrong people. Right. But I think because he's doing it for Ginny, that really, that's what it's eating in him is the moral boundary. You know what I mean? Yeah. You do. You destroy that. He's he's like the one, the one good man, you know, that's kind of a stereotype we've seen in other movies and shows or whatever, but he's like the one good man who like, who has that ethical code that Mm -hmm. won't break back down from. And I mean, like I say, he's doing the right thing by being a police officer or whatever, but he's doing it for the wrong people and the wrong reason. And I think that's really what's eating at him. And it's kind of, speaks to his character as a character. You know? Yeah, once he finds out it's not about justice, he's done. Like, you mm-hmm. can't do it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. exactly. You can't fake it like that. Uh, so they're kind of having that moment, and uh, that's when they get a call over the radio that uh, they need to go to... I think... I, did she say Gastown? Is that what they call it? Gastown? Uh, that's that's Mad Max. Uh, yeah, that's why I was like, I was like, didn't they, they call it Mad Max? But is, anyway, is not, is not Oil Town. Did I do that right? Maybe Oil Town. I couldn't. I couldn't really make out what I didn't uh, write it down. What she was saying, but um, Tank anyway, Town. It's called Tank Town. Tank Town. There we there go. You go. Tank Town. That's what they yeah. call it. Man, did you guys watch this? Yeah. <laughs> I was actually see the thing Ooh. is I was eating while I was watching it, so my notes are a little more uh-huh. scattered than normal. <laughs> well, I was see, I was taking yeah, notes and I was right. like. I, I, I wasn't. Uh, it wasn't a big enough deal for me to rewind to to catch what exactly she said. It's all good. I just, yeah. Uh, Tank Town. Tank Town. So they they go. Is, uh, this is where we saw at the end of the finale of last season, where you know they're refining, they're drilling for oil and refining it right there on the spot into gasoline and diesel and whatever, whatever else they need. Um, but something bad happened there. Uh, and they show up, and you can see the fire off in the distance. Uh, there's, you know, it's kind of like a mass casualty incident. Uh, there's, there's a bunch of people coming out. There's a lot of people that are hurt, um, and there's still a lot it's of people it's inside. Raining oil out of the sky. Yeah, it is literally <laughs> raining money. Uh, and uh, so uh, they decide there's more people in there, and June wants to go. And Virginia shows up, and she is just frantic about like separate these people we need to talk to them like the, you know she's immediately suspicious that something is up and something's going on uh so they get the truck and and the car they head into the the base of the refinery that's at the other end of this tunnel um and this is where like literally it's like there's oil just just spewing down everywhere um and again more people um they start to gather up the survivors and this is where virginia starts to go crazy because on one of the oil tanks 
uh, is written, the end is the beginning. And so then she starts to freak out because she wants to know who did it, who's there, what's going on. She wants people separated. She wants some question. Um, you know, she even sees that, you know, some people are hurt too bad. And, you know, sometimes she even says sometimes you got to know when to put a put a dog down. Um, but they find Wes um, and Wes is in pretty bad shape. He's been in, impaled by a piece of shrapnel. Yeah. And, um, you know, again, Virginia's this, this is this is the Virginia I just dislike as it, it, the way she's written and, and just the way that she's yeah, handled. This is the early Negan Virginia. Yeah. This yeah, this is even worse though because she's just yeah. like all over the place and just like just unnecessarily cruel too. Mm-hmm. Just yeah, like, she's just unpleasant is the way to put it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. That is, like, that's fair. As much as I have issues with Negan, it's not like Jeffrey Dean Morgan wasn't trying to like emit some form of charisma. Where in those early episodes, where this is just like what what is going for this character? Like it's the kind of thing where it's like even if the saviors were stupid, I can see why they were following Negan. He's a funny guy or whatever. I don't, what is, what, what does she offer to the Rangers that makes them like, yeah, she seems like a level-headed person we want to follow. Like, I don't know what that charisma is. That yeah, I has. did ask that question. Yeah. Like, when she starts to falter, I'm like, why are these guys who are assholes anyway, but why are they? Like, where are they flocking to? Yeah, like, why are they flocking to her? Because I don't get it. I don't see it anymore. I don't, I I don't know what she's turning. offering. Yeah. I can see them turning at the first sign. Before, of like, mm-hmm. I'm sorry. I was just going to say, I think we mentioned that kind of thing before, too. Like, you know, we don't understand what, like, you know, we don't understand why she's the leader, why someone that unstable, that uncharismatic, that uh, nothing. At least give me some past stories where she's done things that were very, mm -hmm. you know, heroic and important, and it it, it caused some kind of loyalty. Or just creates some Mm -hmm. some kind of. And he felt like anything. Like, I mean, like, like Alpha worked for that reason. Alpha's yes. not the most pleasant person either, but she's committed to a drive, and I right. get why people would follow right. her. Like, yeah. you know, there's like that's a cult that we're like. I don't know what this is with Ginny. I don't know what the, I don't know what the central mm-hmm. element is. That's like, man, people need to gather around her. I don't know what that's supposed to be. And I really right. do think they're going to swerve with her and make it that she's not really the problem. You know, like she's not really the. Uh, the big bad that we're that they're gonna have to deal with it's gonna be somebody else oh, I, just, I mean there's a nuclear sub in the back pocket of this show so like yeah i get that it's yeah. like something's gotta happen yeah but yeah they start questioning wes they go to his you know they find his stuff and he has a bunch of cans of spray paint and you which know, i forgot about him to tell the truth i uh-huh. totally forgot about that guy right yeah. he was the guy who, who taught her how to paint trees way back when yeah. yeah, I totally forgot about him. But yeah, yeah, him and, Ali- you know. him and Alicia are an item. It's a lot of... Oh, I'm sorry, Tom Alicia, how to paint trees. Yeah, yeah. There's a lot of strands, no pun intended, on this show that you have to keep track of. There's mm-hmm. like, all right. Like this guy yeah, especially like, now because everybody's separated. And so, uh-huh. they, you know, we're... You know, here we are six episodes in and we haven't seen... what well, we haven't... I guess we did see Alicia... In the in the one episode, but it's like some of these characters. It's like we. Well, it's like yeah, yeah. Like seen. what was it? Like Janice. It's like how am I supposed to remember right. some of these people? Like it's yeah. I mean, well, I'm, like, I'm I'm sure the fans are you know the, the the super fans of Fear the Walking Dead. Good, good for you. You're getting a lot of these characters. They're back and right. everything. And I can admire a show for pulling that. You know, doing good with its continuity. It's just obviously we've not been the most enamored of some of the past seasons, so it's a little hard to be like, oh yeah, that guy or this person. I mean, yeah. it's so it's yeah. I mean, here we are. Episode it's like when you meet first. Some, oh. Go ahead, Russ. I'm sorry. No, as I was gonna say, this is the first we've seen of Sarah and 
and and Luciana. So it's mm-hmm. it's like you know trying to keep track of all these lesser characters. So the character of West for me is like somebody you met at a party six months ago, very briefly, and you're introduced to, and then you have to remember their name six months later when you run into them again. Yeah, you know what I mean? it's like oh right, that guy. You're um, how's it going? Hey man, yeah, how's it you, going? You, yeah, you guy, you you know. It's like when you. It's like when mm-hmm. I listen to the beginning of Half Hour Wasted. It's like, oh yeah, there's those two guys, and there's like the other guy on there, and it's like, oh yeah, that's right. There's like a third one, <laughs> the Milo guy, right? <laughs> so yeah, so she starts pushing Wes because she finds the paint, um, and you know, digs in with the shrapnel, and at that point, June is just trying to be like, what the hell are you doing? Like, you, you know, screaming at, at Virginia. Cause at, at this point, June's not afraid to kind of stand up to Virginia to make sure these people get help. She's, she's having to fight him, fight her the whole, the whole time of, you know, getting people help. Whereas Virginia's just interested in separating and, um, and questioning. So, uh, it looks like June gives Wes some sort of sedative or something that knocks him out, which, yeah. which makes, uh, Virginia really upset. So she's in doctor mode. Yes. So she gets them out. Um, she gets Wes out, gets him on the truck, uh, and the rest of them get ambushed by, you know, walkers that are, that are out there. Conceivably the dead, uh, oil workers that are, that have now turned, um, so they get they get ambushed by the walkers and June and Virginia and the rest of them are t- starting to take out the walkers and then there's a huge uh, explosion at the oil field. Basically, there's a bunch of barrels and stuff. They all catch on fire um, and start exploding everywhere. When we when we cut back to Virginia and June, um, there's still a bunch of zombies around. They're trying to to get them off of her. One of them gets on Virginia as they're kind of disoriented from the explosion and debris and stuff. And Virginia gets bit on the hand. Um, yeah. I mean, yeah. 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 That, that caught me off guard, but it's like, Oh, and then I'm thinking, well, you're going to chop that off. And then, mm-hmm. then the show is like, you know what we should do? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we should wait a long said, time. Hold my beer again. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We can do this. Um, something I wanted to mention real quick. <clears throat> I'm sorry. Um, Earlier, when the guy had the appendicitis and then he turned, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. He turned, like, super quick, yeah? Yeah, yes. know, but they've done stuff like that. Like, they've done the same thing, too. Okay, it, just, it seemed, like, really fast. Yeah. Yeah, yeah sometimes it's fast, sometimes earlier. it's slow. Yeah. It's... I mean, if you want to get into, like, the weird sides of it, maybe June pumping his blood into his brain just turned him faster. Sure. I don't know. I mean, okay. just weird shit like that. Meanwhile, this show is like, let's bite her on the hand, and then let's wait twenty minutes, and exactly. then let's cut up. Let's cut off just the hand, and be like, yeah, that's all you needed to do. I remember in a Walking Dead bit. proper show, something like that happened where somebody died and turned really quickly, and then you know they they had a character say something like, you know, you just don't, you just don't know with this thing, with this crazy thing. Does anyone? This is so tangential. Does anyone remember the name of the prisoner with the beard that looks like Santa Claus in Walking Dead? Um, no. Can okay. Be more specific. You have okay. any more? But you recall in the when they're in the prison, there's like the other prisoners, and one of them is like a guy that like has a big beard. David Letterman. Sure. <laughs> Regardless, I, I, I what, don't. Okay, well, one of my favorite things of Walking Dead in the comics is when when they get to the prison and like shit starts happening and they and someone gets bit, so they have so Rick has to cut an arm off. And he not only cuts the arm off, but he needs to like 
somehow patch it or like because they can't just solder it right away so he like cuts the guy's beard and puts the beard hair on the arm and it's like that's awesome that's <laughs> a really cool moment <laughs> that's what i think of any time somebody gets has to like let's cut the limb off so we can stop the infection too soon like that's what i think if i think of that scene <laughs> i'll find this random guy keep talking <laughs> all right um so we find out wes is saved hooray by uh by June guiding Sarah and Lucy with no medical training pretty much at all. And they're Trish. able to save this guy that's been impaled and has enormous blood loss, uh, and, and everything else, um, with, you know, oil in the wound and everything. Um, but the poor guy with appendicitis, like he was toast. Um, so then Virginia, uh, banter back and forth. Cause Virginia knows, like she sees the ax over there and, you know, she knows that she can, um, just cut, cut, get June to cut her hand off, and she'll be okay. Now, was June, this a, I'm sorry, was this a zombie with the razor blades taped to their fingers? Can we mention that? Because I yes. think that was like right before this. They noticed like some of the the one zombie they found had razor blades taped to their fingers. Uh, yeah. And oh they, no, I uh, didn't notice that. Yeah, they they because that's what cut June. Right. And then she tried to make some country uh, comment on it when she looked at June. Like, you look like you've been scratched by a pole cat or something like that. Right, but it was razor blades that one of the, yeah. the, endless, the beginning people had taped to the fingers of the zombie. Oh, wow. Which is pretty smart. That is pretty smart. I did that's like why that. I saw that. That's why I remembered it. <laughs> I yeah, like, you can, if you just equipped a whole bunch of zombies. I could imagine it would be hard to do, though. You'd have to, like, hold the zombie still while he's... Well, if you're a sick, <laughs> maniacal, evil person, you'd just put that on them before they die. And then you just oh. kill them all. This is why you're Dr. Curran, man. You're, yes, you're always thinking yes, four, right. four dimensional <laughs> chess ahead of me, man. Definitely. Yes, right. Axel is the name of the prison character I'm thinking of. Uh, okay, sure. Now I, does now I can sleep at night. Thank you. But Virginia and June kind of have this philosophical discussion and banter back and forth, and June isn't going to do it. June, June's just going to let her die right. and you know, tell her that she's the, the reason you know for all this you know unhappiness and everything else, and Virginia tries to kind of plead with her and you know again it's the whole like oh I'm the big old tough guy and, and, and June even throws it back in her face like sometimes you gotta know when to put a dog down you know that that kind of thing and, but you need me yeah and June's like no I really don't like I, I, I don't need you at all you're you're basically the reason for all of my misery and my unhappiness in life is because of you <laughs> yeah um and I thought for a minute that that's what was they were just gonna like not that she would die this episode, but that she would <laughs> she would end up you know turning you know it's like the the Carl thing right it's gonna take four episodes for for Carl to continue <laughs> right. to die from the well, from the bite. On this show or, usually the 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 good people like will die off immediately, but it'll take forever to kill off. Oh, kill for sure. I mean, yeah, we still get Red and Negan. I mean, mm-hmm. you know. Or yeah. but when you lock her in with a the doctor, they're gonna play that doctor card every time. Yeah. Well, I think she kind of gets her with Dakota because she's like, "Look, you know, the, I've the only thing I've tried to do is keep her safe, and that's all I've ever wanted to do, and you know, is keep my sister." And um, and so June kind of has a change of heart after that and cuts her hand off. Now, would you have done it? Nope. Would no. you? Have, would you have killed her? Uh, yes. I probably would have let her die. 
I, yeah, I probably would have helped her a little. What was Batman said, or uh, Bale said in Batman Begins? I don't have to. Uh, I don't have to kill you. I don't. I don't have to save you. I don't have to save you. I probably would have helped her along because I I wouldn't have wanted her to tell the others that I what I did either. So it'd be part fear, part anger. Yeah, that I I need her to be dead. And June starts I, asking I, about I'm the. Sorry, I understand yeah. June's character not doing it, but the reasoning was kind of for me. It was kind of. Mm. You know, because yeah. I mean? she had killed him, it would or killed her. It would have made everything so much easier for her and Dory and John Dory, and I don't know. I just didn't. Which would have maybe even matter when when she got out that she didn't do it, right? Yeah, I'm sorry, Russ. Please continue. No, so, um, so she June tells Virginia that she wants something from her, um, and in comes John, uh, to to get her. John's able to to kind of get past the debris and get her. Um, Virginia, uh, at the, gets back to the car and you can tell she's visibly shaken. Like she's just very subdued and, um, you know, her, her Rangers want to get her out of there, get her some rest. And she's like, no, I want, you know, ask for Dakota. I want, you know, you know, bring her to me. Um, and then we get back to the hospital truck and everybody's like, like what, the, like why, why did you save her? Mm-hmm. Like even like, West jumped up. With, yeah, with and I, I thought this was kind of cool because a lot of times in the show, like they won't acknowledge things like this. It's uh-huh. like somebody makes a stupid decision, and it's just like, okay, I guess that's just how it is. Um, but everybody kind of pushed June on this and said, yeah. like, why did you do that? Like, why did you save her life? What did you know? What did you do? Yeah. And June responded back and said, Doctor. "I got the hospital." She agreed to to do the hospital now. If Virginia was dead, couldn't they have just set up a hospital yes. themselves? Yeah, but but sure. <laughs> yeah. Um, yep. Um, so yeah, so she gets her hospital, um, and then the uh, only the only thing I can think is that well, if we let if we killed her, then like the Rangers just like all just kill all of them or something. I don't know, but that's yeah, that that's, the that's other the, thought. But if that's you the made like do. she didn't kill, like if you made it where she made it think them made it appear that it was the accident that killed her and not you which you could have which you could have nothing. easily done i mean but the rangers are also stupid daryl so i mean that makes it they, difficult also they are, dumb. <laughs> they are dumb. but who knows i, I kind of justified it in my own head a little bit by by saying you know the devil you know versus the devil you don't know kind of thing like okay virginia's dead and what if these guys go just decide power. to go the weird thing with this ranger thing also is we have no power structure <laughs> outside of her which is not normal. Like yeah. even with Negan, there was it was her and a bunch of keys. And yeah, Negan has like, second in yeah. command. Like we saw what happened. Yeah, when Negan was gone. Yeah. They did put yeah. somebody in place. Like we know what they that had system captains was. and stuff. Yeah. Or, in this, in the in this thing, like we've yet. Well, they got to the, see. they got people with keys on their shoulders. Like they got people in charge of stuff. But yeah, in terms of like a second in command, you know, advice, whatever. It just doesn't but, feel like it's whole. Like it's a it's a solid. This is. Just these are the people that handle things when I'm gone. It's not I was sketched out. I, I agree. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's right. so. I, I could see maybe it's like okay, well, if she's gone and these idiots are just running around, mm-hmm. God knows what they're going to do. Maybe they just scorch Earth, right? Like mm-hmm. just, just and they just could get rid of every, you know, just like, kill everybody and and. But then you, you know, have a whole town of people that don't even want to be there either. They're just scared of her too. So it's yeah. like, and then I think the other thing I I kind of. Like held 
in the back of my head is, okay, there's these other group of people out there. And so Virginia's not being completely forthcoming with what she knows, but she doesn't know a lot. And so again, like if, if she kills Virginia and this group that she has goes into complete and utter disarray, and then these other people come in that could be worse than Virginia, then, you know, then there's nobody kind of holding that group together to push back. Like I, I, I started to kind of see it a little bit, but um, I, I guess I just, uh, if they had again, a clear I, thing that these people are so crazy and fanatical that they're, you know, like they worse, like they, instead of making it so secretive that they put the little raids of blades on that person and the zombies or whatever, if that's something where they're going to be like, that they do sick things to people? Like they, uh, run tests on people. They cut up people. They do all kinds of turn zombies into booby traps for others. That could make so much sense, but by having that other person who was probably part of this group who had the opportunity to kill you, or at least tried to, and didn't, it doesn't make them feel that dangerous. To yeah. us, watching it, I'm saying. Yeah. So I guess we'll see. Right. Coming but to King, you better not miss. That's right. Yeah, if they went straight up like suicidal, like she went nut, like she got the gun, or she was very, she acted as if she was, you know, old and feeble, and then took out like three rangers out of no, you know, like out of nowhere because they're that good. It, then I could see some kind of threat or something. Like they can infiltrate and then do things like that. I'd even get more a sense of why Jenny is so scared, you know, like, and if they did it where they killed innocent women and children kind of thing, I get it. But her being such a tyrant, I don't see who the, I don't see them as being worse than, than she is. I guess we'll find out. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, so she said she got her hospital back. She can set it all up and, um, Van rolls up, door sliding door opens up, and Wendell's back. So she was able to get Wendell to come hey, back to Sarah. Wendell. So that was cool. That was a cool thing. Yeah. Mr. Wendell. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and so June goes back to John, and they're gonna, and he's like, he's ex- excited. He's like, okay, so we're good. Like, what we'll do is we'll just follow. We'll we'll pretend like we're following, and we'll say we're gonna just do a circle back, and you know, by the time that, you know, they figure out that we're not coming, we'll be long gone and, you know, we'll be out of here. And June is like, no, I can't go. Like, I I can't do this. Like Virginia agreed to the hospital. We're going to set up the hospital. This is, you know, going to help everybody. And again, John is like, you can't trust her. Like she's not trustworthy. She's Mm -hmm. not going to live up to her word. Um, and June kind of disagrees. Um, and then, um, you know, even June says like, Hey, there's another group off out there and they're going after these settlements. They're the ones that were kind of behind what happened here. Um, and the hospital is going to be needed. Like we're going to need, you know, this place to, to help patch people up. Mm-hmm. Um, and so sure enough, she, she goes back with the group on the truck and John follows behind. And did you like before she got, when she went to get in the truck and John went to get in the car, did the first thought came to your mind is, okay, he's going to leave. Yeah. Okay. yeah, I thought I was yeah. the only one with that. It's the whole thing, you know. We 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 want we should be together, but we can't be together, right? Yeah, right. yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. So yeah, they get to the split in the road, and the truck goes left, and John goes right, 
and he just keeps going down the road. I, I did think for a minute, though, that he was going to slam on the brakes, turn around, and go back after her. Because they, they kind of uh, hung on him from the inside of the car for a while after the after the split. Mm-hmm. Um, but no, he just... He I just thought it'd be for a reason, because I think they needed... I, I, I think he needs to catch up with Morgan somehow. Yeah, I'm pretty sure he that he's, yeah, he's like going to get him way. and Morgan are going to get back. Right. Yeah. Right. That's the only reason why I thought he's not going to turn turn back because we need the accidental meeting between the two of them so he can basically at least say to him, "I got a plan" or some sort of a plan. Yeah. I need you to hold on. Yep. So that's barrier next to Jasper's leg. Cool. All right. So, what are our busters, Aaron? What do you what do you give, or uh, Toby's? What do you give this one? Uh, um, I feel like I've been pretty good on this show for this season so far. So it's like a little bit of a mixed bag this week here because I'm like, there's some neat stuff with the June story. Like, it, you know, we're catching up with her character for one part, so it's like that's good. And and we didn't. I don't think we talked about Mo Collins all that much, but like the beer thing is still funny to me. Like, I like that. Yeah. Um, not quite getting it right. Not not quite there yet. Yeah. So it's like I don't think it's like aggressively bad. I just think the Ginny stuff doesn't hit the right way. So like I guess three Tobies. Like it's not a bad episode necessarily. Just for, for a key element that's just not clicking the way it really needs to. I feel agreed, Mister Dietz. Uh, I give it like two point five. I guess I, I like the end of this beginning things starting to like uh, heat up a little bit. Pun intended. Uh, I just kind of, there were a couple times there where I was a little fishy on people's motives. I mean, I understand to progress the story, what happened, but anyway, 2.5. Wow. Dr. Current? Uh, I too was pretty disappointed with this one. Um, yeah, I, I, like even if the, I could have even gone for more of Jenny like if they had done this earlier and this was like a flashback and the reason why Jenny was even given, you know, like even given a chance to be back with John was because of what she did. She had to choose and she chose John. I would have felt more strongly about it, but her just deciding to just believe her and not kill her. Okay. You're going to make me a hospital, right? Swear, yeah. pinky swear. Yeah, it just it just was such a weak episode to me. Um, and the other question is, why didn't they do a Lucia episode of a flashback or something? She got nothing. You mean Luciana? Well, Luciana? Luciana? Yeah, she got nothing really. I thought that this was going to be a Luciana episode early. I, I really did think that for a minute. Uh, before it got in it into it, uh, and yeah, she didn't even get any kind of background of what she's been doing, or what her she's feelings been, have been. Uh, been cooking gas, man. Yeah, that's it. That's all you get. She's been cooking gas. Uh, but anyway, yeah, I, it just it wasn't strong enough for me. It, I I give it a two point five, Toby. I think I'm gonna I'm with Aaron on this one. I'm gonna give it a three. It was it was fine. Um, I again, I I think I had some issues with the Virginia motivation stuff, but I think I kind of rationalized it myself. Um, but I, I think her character just kind of took a step back for me this week. So uh, we'll see. I'm hoping that maybe this this uh, uh, conf- confronting her own mortality might um, put a change in her that might 
affect this character for the better. So we will see. But that's what we think. Uh, what did the listeners think for Barrier Next to Jasper's well, Life? How would I know? There's a Facebook group, facebook.com slash group slash WDTV podcast. Oh, sure. thanks, Russ. I'm that's pretty the current, place. but oh. I don't know about that. Let's check it out. We got a few uh, Toby ratings this week. We start off with Kevin Barry, 4.5. Slick Toby's out of five. An episode full of tense scenes, uplifting moments, and a sad JD. I am willing to look past the fact that June said, make sure you don't look up, and everyone kept looking up as it rained oil. Right. <laughs> I think the Ginny Redemption story begins now with more info about the mystery graffiti artist soon to come. Uh, Lisa Kelly wrote in, I like how this episode humanized Virginia. Didn't like how June comes off as weak and indecisive. 3.5 Tobies out of 5 for me. Uh, Yukiyoshi Sawada chimed in. <clears throat> I'm sorry, I need to hydrate before this, of course. Yes, yes, yes. We all know how extensive his uh, Tobies can get. True. Four Flaming Infernos out of 5 Latone. One. You know that you know after the encounter with Paige, it's come to my attention that Virginia has a lot more enemies than we know. Also, Paige is right. She probably scared that more people are rising agents against her. Uh, two. So here's my idea of what Victor is doing. If you noticed, each member of the group has been paired in twos. Victor and Alicia, John and Janice, Charlie and Janice, June and Sarah, Luciana and Wes. I think Victor purposely got them assigned together because Virginia would not take too much notice of those pairings as threatening, but he is slowly getting the group back together. Three, if you ask me, uh, Malcolm died of natural causes. Happens all the time. June should not feel so sad about it. Four, John needs to get Morgan stacked. Ah, see, he agrees. Five, you know, I have to say, that was a very well-planned-out sabotage job. The oil fields are lost. Six, wow, good for Wes. Last season, he was all about when you're out here, you should look out for yourself. The fact that he risked himself to save as many tank workers as is character development. Seven, well, I guess we need not worry about the rest of the caravan because it sounds like most of them were killed at Tank Town. Also, does nobody realize that fires can spread combined with oil? Expiation, I know my chemistry. Uh, Eight, while I guess it will be easier to take out Virginia now that her shooting hand is gone, was I the only one who caught that maybe Dakota is only around because Virginia is her sister? Suspicious. Nine. You know June has the right idea. Why run? Uh, to quote a Rick first coming to Alexandria, we can take this place and we should. Virginia runs this place poorly in my opinion. Ten. June refers to the events of Another Day in the Diamond when she comments that she and Luciana met in a similar situation to the oil problem at Tank Town. Kempai. Thank you, Yoshi. And finally, Johnny Storer chimed in with a 5 out of 5. This show is good again. That's about it. I forgot about hella characters that showed up tonight. Did John Dory leave you thinking at the end? That was cool. Overall, I like this season a lot. Thanks so much, everybody, for writing in. And you, too, if you're listening to the sound of my voice right now, can join in, like Russ said, facebook.com slash podcast, and chime in with your uh, fun Toby ratings of your uh, thoughts on each episode. Excellent. All right, before we get into the world beyond, I guess we'll do a brief message from our sponsor, uh, Discount Comic Book Service, dcbservice.com. 
Um, head on over there for all of your great discounts, monthly discounts on pre-ordering your books. Um, and you can head over to InStockTrades.com, their sister site, um, where you can get all your great trades, paperbacks, hardcovers, omnibuy, whatever format. Um, especially for The Walking Dead, you can get those trades um, and hardcovers super cheap um, if you're still wanting to catch up on The Walking Dead now that it is um, completed in comic form. You can you can uh, get the collections that way and finish and top off your collection um, and have it all on your or, nice and complete on your shelf. Or you could roll into that new uh, Walking uh, Walking Dead Deluxe Edition they have coming out now, the the all-color uh, edition of yes. Walking Dead from the beginning of the story. So even if you know the story, it's cool to see the art, the new color, and kind of revisit that storyline. And you can, and like you, like Russ said, you get, I'm sorry, Russ. Um, you get really great deals there, and it's it's not a giant big box conglomerate that wants to, you know, uh, uh, knuckle under their workers and, and blast off to the moon and leave us all behind. No, it's a family-owned uh, local business, and uh, they have just as good a deal, if not better, than the giant big box retailers. Indeed, and you'll get your stuff in excellent packed condition. You won't get anything all dinged up and banged up like you do on Amazon where they put a, you know, 8x10 uh, book in a 30x40 uh, box with no uh, no padding or no cushion. So I know my man Russ is very, a big stickler on the uh, condition on things yes. like getting shipped to him, and I've only heard the smallest of rumblings ever from all his years from DCB service. So. Yeah, man. I mean, they, they do a good job of packing that foam in there. I've sent uh, many a book back to the Amazons for, um, for jacked-up hardcovers, so... All good. All right. So we thank DCB Service for their sponsorship to the Walking Dead TV podcast. Now, on to Walking Dead, The World Beyond, mm. Season 1. This is episode... Finally, the good stuff. Yes, yes. Truth or dare. <laughs> is it Was was fear the appetizer, or is this the amuse-bouche? Uh, the amuse-bouche is supposed to come before everything else. Is it? Yes. Yes. Trust me on that. I know. That's why. <laughs> that's why I wanted to say it to you, Jim. Yeah. This is. I'm not sure. I think this is more like the uh, the White Castle slider after the bad food at the wedding. <laughs> <laughs> Wait a minute. What if you like White Castle? I didn't say it was. I mean, some there was a time and a place uh, <laughs> for White Castle. Okay. Real quick. Every time I go to Chicago. That's the time and the place. Real, real quick, I want to correct myself on this whole mm. Axel prison guy. <laughs> this is what oh, happens. Oh. It's when they're cleaning out the prison in the comics. It also happens in the show. Um, but they're cleaning out the prisons. There's an Allen that was still, that was in the comics that was still around. He gets bitten on the leg. Rick chops off the leg. They're all trying to save him. Herschel arrives. He cuts off Axel's hair and just puts it on the leg and then uses that to help, like, stop the bleeding. It's just a really, oh, like... that's right. The series of panels, I just really... For whatever reason, it just sticks out to me as far as, like, yeah, that's realistic as far as how you'd handle a situation like that. Sure. It totally, totally sure. seems like a Herschel thing to do. Yeah. I know. Right. You all yeah. Herschel. Mm-hmm. I miss you. Anyway, I just wanted to... I know some people that read the comics that are like, that is not how it happened, are screaming at me. So now I've absolutely... Yeah, yes. Right. You you fact checked yourself on the fly. Yeah, I don't Good I don't like you. I don't like letting it linger. Who wants to sit there for a week being like I'm wrong and I know it and I can't tell anyone? Exactly. That's right. 
So we get a lot of, I think we get a lot of Huck this week. I, this is a good Huck episode, uh, I thought. But uh, but it starts out where she's having a bit of a nightmare. We see this weird, like, uh, predator vision kind of thing going on and people running around. And um, uh, it can't really tell what's going on. She wakes up um, and starts cleaning her gun. As, as you do after you wake up from a nightmare, you, you clean your gun. Um. Cause she, so she's still scouted ahead. She's not with the rest of the group at this point. She finds a bunch of boots um, on a on a on a uh, dead walker and um, finds a Marine Corps pin uh, with it. And uh, she sees a truck coming up, and um, you could tell she's kind of like you're not sure if she should hide or, or well, no, she actually hides behind the the the. There's some bushes there. She gets behind. Um, and she finds out it's her, it's her crew. They've, they've, they finally caught up with her. Um, and then we cut over to Iris who, uh, is flirting with, um, hard. Yeah. Pretty flirting much. hard with, um, with Percy. Uh, and, uh, Silas is not too happy about no. this <laughs> at all. Um, but Huck gives him some boots, so he gets a consolation prize. For being friend-zoned, he gets a pair of boots. Nice. That'll, that'll, that'll keep him satisfied for a good 40 minutes. Yeah, he's, Sure. He's become, the Sir, he's, yeah. he's become the Sir Jorah of the show. Yes. <laughs> yes. He's Sir Jorah and Hodor all rolled into one. Yeah, yes. all in one. Yeah. It's, it's a combination. Um, I, liked, I thought the Huck flashback stuff was actually like some of the strongest stuff in this episode. Oh, for sure. Strongest, the strongest of the season, I think. The character yeah. acted better. Like, a, you get more of a sense of who that character is in the flashbacks yes. than you do what she, what she yeah. is now. And the toned-down swagger. Yes, the toned-down Fonzie swagger. Which, like, which is funny because it's when she's an actual Marine and they tone down the swagger. Yeah, yeah which makes me think that not... Not that I don't think that there was an issue, but I do think that that's part of it's trying to be deliberate uh, to an extent as far as she's trying to play up a certain way of being because of her right. backstory that we learn. Now, I'm not going to give the show at that much credit. I do think there's still kind of a wobbliness in how well you can do that. Um, but it does at least justify some of the strangeness of the Huck character thus far. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, we get the, the 10-year-old Mountain Dew Um Felix Felix gets the ten year old Mountain Dew. That's our real sponsor this week. Ten year old yes. flat ass Mountain Dew. <laughs> ten year old, yeah. <laughs> Hashtag dude. And apparent, yeah, and apparently um, Felix had an affinity for Mountain Dew in his younger days. Um, yeah, I'm with you there, brother. I mean, was it Code Red though, or Baja Blast? I mean, <laughs> that's a good question. If it was Code Red, I'd be all about it. Let me tell you. Yeah. <laughs> Fair enough. It's better. Uh, yeah. I don't like regular Mountain Dew. Maybe he ate a lot of Taco Bell, so he's a big Baja Blast guy. I, I mean, know. this is a show where you would probably eat a lot of Taco Bell. He does live moss. I mean, look oh, at that's that. true. That's true. Nice. I've, that I've, true. I've cooked with Mountain Dew before. I made uh, Mountain, Mountain Dew corn dogs. Yeah. Oh. Nice. Sure, interesting. Was it good? They were good. They were surprisingly good. They were oh. green. Let's get to that <laughs> recipe on good. the Facebook page. Oh, <laughs> If enough people care about it, I will. If enough people ask, I'll put the recipe up. You heard it, listeners. It was for a it was for a special birthday party I did. Nice. Did a Mountain Dew party. Mm-hmm. Mountain Dew. Do the Dew. The boss. It was an extreme do do party. 
Yes. Oh, <laughs> extreme. I was, so they I find... was cooking it while on a snowboard falling out of an airplane. <laughs> With your eyes closed. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> His arm was on fire. Yes. Oh, I forgot about that. Yes, the fire too. Uh, so they, they start talking about how they're going to get to New York, you know, how they're going to get th- this far. Um, and, and at one point, Felix even says something to Huck. It's like, well, you know, we... Like it doesn't really matter that we don't know where we're going specifically because they're not going to have enough gas to get us there, you know. Anyway, um, and then we find out that um, they have a map to um, uh, which which has some gas locations on it, um, and they they have this this cool trick. Uh, Tony has this uh, uh, that he found I, in the truck. They found um, these squares of yellow like cellophane or or whatever plastic and um tony kind of knew you know being a magician and a con artist and everything else kind of knew what he you know it made sense because the map was just like this blank map with nothing on it um and so of course he holds the the slick up to the light and then shines it on the map and lo and behold the yellow light is able to you know kind of like invisible ink um they find little oil derrick uh setups all over the place with oil caches they've been able to find so far and they find out that they're they're pretty much unguarded you know sometimes they'll see a helicopter come in refuel take back off again um you know so they're just these places where they have a bunch of oil so they could uh, or gas so they could go and, and gas up the truck um and and take off uh so then we we get more of the 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 huck flashback stuff so we find out she was an actual marine um and so there's a lot of flashback with her and her uh, fellow corpsmen. And, you know, they just kind of, again, camaraderie. You know, they're all very tight. They're all very close. Um, you know, they go, they hang out and drink and you know, they've got each other's backs. And, you know, that's kind of the, the, the setup of the flashback is, is the, you know, the fact that, and she apparently is a very good blind marksman. So um, uh, I'm, I'm sure that'll come up at some point that she can, uh, she, she can, I, I thought what she was going to do was either throw a knife and hit that dude. I would get a little out of myself, but because they made such a point of her being blindfolded and hitting right. the bullseye. Like, I just kept thinking like, okay, this is going to come back later in some form of like her shooting this guy in the head while he had uh hope or I you know, throw cool. a knife at his head or something. Like yeah. That, that would have been cool. If she did the knife thing. I, I, was I, did, I, did, I did like the way in the Huck flashback. So they showed like how the outbreak broke out. Like, like she's in a bar yes. She's with their unit, and they're hanging out, mm-hmm. and then there's a television report. They get the orders, and then they first, when she's first dealing with the zombies, she realizes if she uses the thermal imaging, she could tell which is a zombie and which is a person, right? Right. I thought that was a cool little thing. I thought that whole sequence was done really well. Yeah, it. and she tells everybody, you know, hit him in the head. Like, that, that, that looks like that's what puts him down. So the kids decide to go up. Uh, they stole some alcohol and go upstairs and play truth or dare. And Felix and Tony, Tony kind of have a minute and Felix is like, well, maybe I should go up and check on him. And Tony's like, eh, maybe you should let them just be kids for a little bit. Like it's let them be teenagers. It's, it's okay. Like this, this is a good time to point out that this is an episode featuring teenagers playing truth or dare. So who better than to direct it? than, of course, Michael, Cud- Michael Cudlitz once again. Yes. <laughs> yeah. He just needed to get that episode. He wanted to play truth or dare. So they, of course, the kids start questioning themselves. Uh, uh, Hope 
Hope it gets asked what's the worst thing she ever did. Um, and she said the worst thing she ever did was lock the teachers in the uh, in the university room after spiking their coffee with laxative. And Percy just really pushes her and is like, no, nah, that's not the worst thing you've done. And, you know, Hope gets pretty defensive about it and starts to, you know, be mm-hmm. bothered. Because obviously we all know that that is not the I worst thing I killed someone's mother, all right? Yeah. Um, and Percy's just kind of being an ass about like pushing and pushing and pushing. Does anybody here like Percy at all? No. No. Okay, good. I'm sorry. I thought I was just being a curmudgeonly old man and not liking him, but no, he's just. No, he's 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 a go. He's no good, Nick. Yeah, uh, yeah. I may not be. I may not be too up on what's going on with Silas exactly, but he he seems to read the character the right way. Yeah. Um, he's a con man. I mean, <laughs> yeah, yes. I get it. Yes. I get it. <laughs> he's introduced to his coniger. Yeah, your big yeah, eyes. You telling your daughter he's a con man. He's a crook. <laughs> You've been had. You've been Start had. That speech. <laughs> You've been hoodwinked. Bamboozled. Yeah. This is what he does. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Dad, you just don't understand. And then you grab your Mountain Dew and run out the room. <laughs> Yeah. Eating your chalupa. Yeah. Uh, so Hope gets upset and she's like, no, the stupidest, the, the the worst thing I ever did was play this game. And she gets up and walks out. And they were all kind of a little, I, I guess at this point, they were all kind of a little little drunk at this point. Yeah, um, Elton especially. Elton. So he goes out. Because he's tiny. <laughs> yeah. Tiny. <laughs> Elton goes out and tries to make his move. Um, and Hope kind of shuts him down and she's like yeah. ah, i think you've had too much to drink kind of go hey girl how he you gives doing? her he gives her the most pathetic like sad hug he does <laughs> like, yeah so, he does. Like, i'm like i'm like watching this thinking this is sad this is just like i'm just taking you just this want to, you just want to tap him and be like no bro don't do it just <laughs> just don't take a nap you're gonna be you're gonna get friend zoned like silas you keep saying you weren't even in the zone in the first place so just take a nap lay down just go sleep. Yeah. Put, take your corduroy jacket out. Used as a yeah. pillow. <laughs> yeah. So Hope goes up to the roof. Uh, Huck is there. Uh, this is where we had her the f- flashback of her with the thermal vision uh, and and everything. And um, Hope confesses to Huck about what happened, about what she did. That there's this woman killed her mother. She dropped the gun. Hope picked it up, shot her back. Um, and she was pregnant and killed her, and it was Elton's mother. And she kind of makes it seem like she should tell him. And Huck is like, "No, d- d- don't. Like, you're a good person. Like, don't don't do this. You know, you know." Um, and convinces her to just kind of keep it. Just like keeping the secret doesn't make you a bad person. And what you did when you were a child, when you were a small child, doesn't make you a bad person either. Like everything was going crazy at that point in time. Um, which is interesting because it's like the, I guess the parallel in this episode is them, you know, hope dealing with what happened, what she did, and when when the world went to to hell, and Huck doing what she did when the world went to hell, and they're both kind of have this guilt over what they did um, on you know right at that time when all that stuff was going on. Um. So to, not to I mean to dwell on it. I got a I got twenty five minutes. <laughs> I'm asking this weighty question. Would you guys tell him if no. you were in their shoes? Oh no, 
I thought the same, like, when they do some of this, uh, it just makes me uh, just think you're only doing it because you want to feel better, but it's not going to make anybody feel better. It's like not in this situation. This is not a everything is going to be okay situation. Like, no, and and I wouldn't too because he still has a little bit of hope that his mother and his sister are out there. Yeah, and like I guess it's kind of cruel in a way to think okay, you're, he's false hope, but uh, no pun intended. But if if that's what it takes to get to keep him going, the fact that like hey, maybe his mom is out there, and there are you know probably thousands and thousands of people in this world that are that live on the hope that somebody that they lost along the way or thought dead or whatever might still be out there and alive so the fact that she knows he'll never find her because of the state of the world like like if it was yeah if it was me i I think i would just let it go like just because a lot of times tv wants to do that kind of thing right and you and you say to the character what besides the built-in drama that we get of these two characters probably going to do a lot of angry arguing, uh, lost looks of you know how did you portray, why did you portray me kind of thing. If you were, but if it was in real life, you why would you like? What would you get out of it? Out of telling him that you murdered his mother, like uh-huh. what? How would that help that character at all? Like that's what I, I'm glad I I really thought they were going to go that route go down that road and do it and they could still do it i mean uh for all we know but i just like that huck said to her the real thing like you, you <laughs> what are you doing it for like it it seems to be more for you than it is you know absolution than it is for him he's not going to forgive you for that yep so I'm in the same camp. I, 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 especially in the circumstances they're currently in, where it's like, by the way, this happens. Like, that's not how you do it. Like, if there's a way, if there's some time that de- that could be deemed appropriate, like, sure. But that that comes down to reckoning with yourself before you try to reckon with somebody else on this kind of matter. Yeah, and, I, and now I fully believe that they're going to do it. Of course, like, <laughs> it'll come out like, from somebody it, else by accident. And it'll be like, oh my yeah. god, no! And then, yeah, of course, she'll say it again really loudly. Mm-hmm. It'll be a big soap opera moment, and yeah, or they'll do that stupid thing where they keep talking about like, I can't believe I killed his mother. Like they just do dumb stuff like that. Or it'll be uh, what's her name, Clue Black. Uh, <laughs> it'll be Stanley Clue Black. Um, she'll come in and like say like, by the way, do you know this? Just to separate the group at some pivotal moment. Yeah, that that too. What's her name? Quebec. Kubiak. Kubiak. Mm-hmm. Okay, so Doctor Stanley Kubiak got it. Yes. So after after that, we we cut to the flashback again with Huck, and they're given a, a full kill order. So things have gotten so bad and so out of hand that you know this is a time when the military is just like, look, any any if if we see anybody coming towards us or anybody out there at all, like it's you know men, women, children, zombies, not zombies, dead, alive, doesn't matter. Like we have to. You know, it, it. This is what's going on, and um, you know nobody likes it. But you know that this is you know in order to keep everybody else safe. And so Huck is having a real hard time with with that. Um, and we find out her name was Jennifer Malik. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Terrence's um, daughter. Right. Yeah, yeah. Her boyfriend, or you know, um, 
whatever whatever relationship they had. Um, Rami's uh, Rami's sister. Yeah. Yes. And yes. Alex. <laughs> um. So then that we cut back and um, Huck starts going to look for hope. Um, kind of hears hears something, and um, there's there's this guy named um, Walter. Uh, Walter, yes, Walter. Sorry, uh, there's a guy. His name's Walt. We find out his name's Walter. He's got a gun to Hope's head, um, and he's apparently in bad shape. He's been bit. His brother's already dead. It, it, the impression is that his brother is probably the one that bit him. Um, and he keeps telling Huck to you know put put her gun down, stand back. And so Huck kind of tries to calm him down. Like she puts her gun down and she's like, Hey, focus on me. She's just a kid. Let her go. And kind of intercut with her kind of approaching him to defuse the situation, um, is, uh, you're back, back with her army unit and they're all lined up and there's a bunch of civilians on the other side of this fence and they're getting ready to shoot. Um, and at the last minute she hits the lights, puts on her infrared, and shoots her entire platoon. Yeah. Um, Because because she's not going to... Brutal. Yeah, yeah, extremely brutal. And her her boyfriend or her love interest or whatever even questions her on and, like, you know, says something, and she ends up having to shoot him. Yeah. And, um, And then ends up taking these people, you know, opens up the gate and walks them through and kind of leads them to, to safety. So, um, obviously this is kind of the thing that's kind of put her in this hardened state that, that, um, you know, like I said, they found her floating down the river at, at one point Mm -hmm. too. So, um, this is obviously a big source of trauma for her, which makes total sense. Given the female father, she had to do, yeah, it's a big boat. I mean, it's, uh, it's, you know, it's a comic book show. I mean, it's a wild thing to do, but like, it's pretty intense as far as like the reason, like everybody has this tragic backstory. Hers is she shot 15 people in the head at once that are all Marines. No, less. like, it's like, that's yeah. wild. Like, Including your yeah. boyfriend. Yeah. 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 Um, and, and so intermixed with all this, she's able to get to Walter and get the gun away from him and kind of puts him in a headlock and, you know, kind of tells him he's going to come down and kind of intermixed with her shooting all of her Marine um, platoon, she shoots this guy, Walter. And it kind of takes hope for a bit of a, a shock because she thought, wait a minute, I thought we could help him or, you know, whatever. And hope is like, no, you know, he's, no, he's, he was he's, beyond, yeah, beyond hope. Which, I mean, I'm, in the scheme of the show, it's like, yeah, better to eliminate that source of tension and <laughs> like leave that around. Yeah. It's not going to help anything. Um, so Tony and, um, Percy and no, Tony and, oh, I'm um, sorry. Elton. um, no, uh, Tony and Felix find the, they find the gas. <laughs> yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. 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 Okay. T- Tony and, and Felix find the gas. Um, and they also see that there's a, like a fireproof, uh, safe behind him. He's and Felix says that looks like it's, it's new. Like every, you know, like it's, it was just here. So they find a bunch of code books. They find a bunch of CRM code books, uh, and they're not sure what they are or, or whatever, but um, Iris starts looking through them and is hoping that if they can figure a way to break the code, it might tell them what's, you know, what's going on 
um, or give them some insight as to what's going on with CRM and maybe it's, it's, there's something in there that can help them when they get to their dad. Um, and then that's when Tony uh, tells Felix too that him and Percy are going to stick with him, like that you know they're they're not just going to take him where they want to go and then head on their way. That that you know they feel like they, Tony and Felix kind of had this conversation about family. We found out that Percy, um, his parents pretty much left him. His mother left him, and uh, Tony, you know, picked him up to raise him. And his first thought was, "Great, I get a government check for raising this kid." Um, and quickly came to realize that um, you know, he would do anything for this kid so that there truly is a, a bond of family w- with them. So I think Tony kind of feels that with this with this group here. So he you know, he says they'll, they'll stick with him. Hope um, we're about to get to the uh, um, my so-called life moment. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Hope Hope goes back to Huck, though, and says, look, hey, hey you were right. I'm not going to tell Elton like it's it's best that I don't like. um you know, you know, we'll leave it at that. Um, and then we find out that Huck, because she has the scar on her on her head, and he's and she kind of has this, you know, obviously this metaphorical conversation about, you know, your how you deal with your pain and having something to remind you, and that you know, because she found the the necklace that had the planets on it, and she's like, oh, I kept this, and she's like, yeah, that's good, it'll remind you of your pain. Um, and Huck, the way she got the scar was, she literally took out a knife and cut her own face. So mm. it would be right there, right. you know, front and center for her as a reminder of, of what she did. No brother. I know her. That's how I felt when I saw I'm just like, Oh brother. I did. Yeah. I did have that moment. I'm glad I wasn't the only one who felt that way. No, I didn't. I did have um, that. Uh, I have to show my pain. Yeah. Yeah. I have to hurt myself the way the world has hurt me. <laughs> yeah. Well, no, I grew up reading like all kinds of overwrought goth comics in the 80s and 90s. Oh, you see, that's true. I wear black on the outside because I feel black as my soul on the inside, man. Can't yeah, rain all yeah. the time. Don't you yeah, remember when Jim, Jim went on as the crow for Halloween for four years yeah, in a right. row? Yeah. <laughs> nobody wants to see that me in tight sitting electrical tape in leather, okay? Nobody, trust me. And that, that's why I was weird. You did an additional three years. <laughs> Oh, you know, I, I wanted to get my money's worth. I got all that trouble. I, I bought all that, that uh, eyeliner and grease paint. I had to, you know, use it all up. That's right. Was well, it like just like a mime? I mean, pff, come on. <laughs> yeah, Marceau Marco, more like it, right? <laughs> uh, <laughs> <I'm done. laughs> so let's move on. <laughs> yes. Le um, you know, let's get to the my, my so-called life moment, as I call it. Yeah. Or a person, yeah. person made a little Louvre for Iris. Yeah, so he he sets up the the truck and kind of has this you know space for her with books of art and it's kind of you know these lights that are there and Iris picks up the book and um. I guess well, before followed- before in the episode she said if they're in the truth or dare the one thing that she could oh. do that she would want to do would be to go to the Louvre. Go to the Louvre, yeah. Right. Yeah. So like Percy sets up this thing in the trunk or whatever with like. You know, with canvas, like all these like art books and like also art like pinned up on the walls and Christmas lights. And you could almost hear a goddamn Goo Goo doll song in the background. It's oh, just who's like, playing in my house? Did you, did you not play? <laughs> <laughs> it was like so, so WB. Oh, man. Very much anyway. So. Anyway. Um, yeah, so they start looking around um, and 
Iris is looking for Percy. She can't find him. She walks into a room, and there's somebody on the ground um, that uh, apparently is Tony has his face completely bashed in. Eesh. Silas's big old wrench is is right beside uh, beside him. There's blood everywhere. Exhibit no blood. Percy. Yes. Um, Quite the development. <laughs> yes. Yes. So the like, rest of them come into the room. Uh-huh. And they're like, hey, that's that's Silas's, you know, wrench. Um, and they look in the corner and there's somebody, there's a door that's closed. There's somebody in there. Um, they open the door and Silas is there, has blood on him. And, you know, they're like, Silas? And th- then that's where we end the episode. Okay. So, uh, right? I mean... It could be, you know, it could go either way, honestly. And I, I, but I, and like, yeah, set up probably, but I also like the idea of Silas, like, since we don't know what's gone on with him, like, I like the idea of him having some kind of like insane, like some kind of weird Mr. Hyde thing going on or something. I don't know what, like, if that's an actual thing. Yeah. Yeah, Like just something that triggers him and turns him into this like monster that does things just for no reason. Like that intrigues me. I'll be curious if the show follows up on that in any way. That said, Good God, Scott Adson just being destroyed at the end of this. Like, yeah, I man. Yeah. That wasn't, at all. wasn't around at all. <laughs> His face was gone. Yeah, I was. that's why it took me a minute. I was like, oh, no, you could see kind of like the clothes he was wearing, and he kind of had that receding hairline, so you got to like uh-huh. see that. Like, I was like, I was not expecting this to happen. Like, I, this, this caught me by total surprise. He took his face off. Yeah, off. And then some. Yeah. Yeah. The trip. <laughs> I don't know what to expect now. And I, I was disappointed, too. I was like, "What? now we're not going to get any magic every episode. That's right. Unless he taught Elton some tricks. They always kill the magic. So I'm curious to see how this plays out. Because obviously I would think if if Silas was going to kill somebody, it wouldn't be Tony. It would have been Percy. But, you think, right? Yeah. So there's something there's something going Percy on with this. Percy set him up. Yeah, I've watched too many Columbo episodes to think that yeah, immediately it would be Silas. Yeah. Yeah. Again, Did they like, pull the trick that they pulled in last week's Fear the Walking Dead and they just found an old man and, and Tony just put his clothes on him and they bashed his face <laughs> in. To, one of those situations. <laughs> to make it seem like it's not it all it's him. What if that does happen, though? <laughs> it'd be something that'd be, also. That'd be funny. So I guess we'll see to be continued next week. I guess we'll we'll find out what happens with this. That's the one thing about this show. Like if this was either fear or the regular walking dead, like next week would be the episode we get about whatever characters that weren't in this episode that haven't shown up in a few episodes that they're going to take a detour and tell us what's going on with them Uh before they get back to what actually happened. You know, this one, we are fortunate. We get more of this show immediately. (laughs) You're right. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) At least we don't have to wait two more weeks to find out, like, who... Yeah, know, no one's uh, hiding under a dump truck or a garbage truck this time. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> not over here. Not, yeah, we don't there'll have to worry about... No, yeah. There'll be no magic dumpster this time. Fun yeah. side note, there's there's a world where Steven Yeun will be an Academy Award nominee next year. Just That's just fun to, to say yeah, out loud. That's happening. That's a big possibility right now. I, I think so. <laughs> that's awesome. My photographer, Steven Yeun. Your photographer. Your, yes. <laughs> you finally named him. You named your photographer. That's some good lighting. Anyway. 
So that's this week's episode of The Walking Dead, The World Beyond. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'll, I'll go first with my, um, with my, mo- with my big mo's. Um, I'll give this one three and a half big mo's. Uh, I, th- I thought this episode was pretty decent. Uh, again, not, not, not great and not overwhelming, but I think the Huck stuff, I think we've been kind of hard on that character. Uh, I, I don't think unjustfully so, but I think, uh, I like what I saw of her this week. And I, I, I think us getting, you know, her backstory filled out and what we, what we saw was a step in the right direction. So I hope this is, uh, this is our path to um, to kind of maybe these characters are finally kind of you know f- getting into their own as far as um, comfort you know being comfortable and and things will kind of smooth out from here. But I I I definitely think this show's moving in a better direction than when I thought. I was really kind of concerned about how I was going to take to this after the first couple episodes, but um, but I think it's moving in a in a better direction. I think I'm just maybe I'm getting used to the characters a little more and liking them a little more, but. But yeah, so three and a half big mo's for me. Mr. Newworth? Yeah, I'm the same with you. I think this is the best so far of the show. I mean, that's just yes. kind of the steady incline that we've been on here. Even if there are some issues here or there, this one feels the lo- feels less egregious than others. And I think the show knows how to work scenes where it's just the characters hanging out. Um, so stuff like the truth or dare thing, like that works because it can handle that energy. Um, regardless of how obnoxious a group of older men thinks a group of teenagers are i mean i think it managing that energy works well the tony thing was a big shock that worked in the right direction for me as far as hey we need big things like that to be like oh yeah crazy things can happen on shows like this that's good more of that please and yeah obviously the huck factor making that character more interesting giving her backstory which is what we expected to happen but it actually was successful in doing so that was also a nice addition so yeah three and a half big bows i think that's uh, accurate cool Jim Dietz? I give this a three uh, big mo's out of five. I really like the Huck uh, flashback stuff a lot. Uh, a lot of the uh, character stuff I, re- I just didn't really care about. I don't really care about Owen's mom and the revelation there. It just seems like a nowhere reveal to a nowhere storyline. It really annoys me when they waste time on it. Um, this, But uh, overall, I, I enjoyed it more than the last three episodes, so I give it a three. Dr. Current? <laughs> Uh, well, you know, I know what the youngins are into. Now. Please enlighten so, us. All right. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I can't tell you old people. I'm current. I can't tell you guys. Um, okay, Boomer. <laughs> I, I, you know, after seeing Huck's story, I'm sitting there going, damn, why isn't she in charge of security? Because she's should should she should be more i mean she was so much of a badass in the flashbacks i kind of think she should be more of a take more of a leadership role on the show i'm surprised she hasn't like she's kind of been a a sit back kind of a character and and goes with the flow more and i after seeing that i'm like wow you think she'd be more assertive in, in doing these things because she's had more experience than he has kind of in handling this kind of stuff. Yeah, it's uh, weird that he de- uh, I'm sorry, it's weird that she defers to... Uh, to yeah, it, 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 after you know? seeing that, it doesn't make sense to me that she would. Like, I mean, She's an actual Marine and stuff. Yeah, right? yeah, and she's gone through what she's gone through. Like She she took out her whole unit. I mean... Right. 
that's uh, that's no small feat to do something like that. So it's like, wow, why have you been sitting on the side, you know, being, you know, this weird amalgamation of like Fonzie and every other, you know, leather coat wearing cool dude from the 60s. Like, I don't get I don't get why they keep doing that with her. Like, she's always moving, too. Like, you notice that? She's always got this yeah, weird, you know, shoulder thing going on. And I'm like, why are you doing that? Like, I love the flashbacks because she stopped. She wasn't doing that anymore. Um, Which makes me really not like this episode even more because I'm like, well, it makes me not like the other previous episodes with her in it because I'm like, who decided to do that to her character? Because it was terrible. Somebody free her from that nonsense. She could do so much better. Um, but it, I get, ah, whatever. I guess two, two Tobies. It's, I mean, two Big Mo's. It's fine. I'm wow. old. I don't know. So, what did the Facebook group say? Well, Mike Jones came in with uh, the following Big Mo is brought to you by Mountain Dew. Five Big Mo's out of five. Wow, Mike. Not since the Hyundai days of The Walking Dead have I seen such product placement. <laughs> <laughs> Although as a Mountain Dew fan myself, that looked like water. Uh, this is my favorite episode of the series. Huck's flashbacks did a better job of showing the downfall of things and fear did in two seasons. All the Huck scenes are really good. Setting aside the actress still drives me nuts. Uh, the burden Hope is carrying and trying to save face around Elton seemed very realistic. Uh, I'm going to say Percy is the real killer and Silas was set up. Silas has anger issues, but I'm going to say Percy is a sociopath. Why else would he push Hope so hard for the worst things she ever did? Uh, was sad to see Tony go. I really liked him, but his death was something I didn't see coming, and that's something The Walking Dead has been missing for a while. Yeah. Uh, no doubt. Uh, Felix didn't have much to do this episode, but he's still the Rick Grimes of the series, in my opinion. Okay. Thanks, Mike. Uh, Kevin Barry wrote in, 4.5, best Big Mo yet out of 5. I actually started to care for some of the characters in this episode, including Huck. I think each of the character moments helped continue to give them and the show an identity. Uh, I had a feeling that the love triangle was going to set up a violent act by Silas, but I don't think he is the man responsible for Tony's demise, and as Percy is playing the high school bully perfectly. Johnny Storer, 4.7, Big More out of 5. What's up with that end scene? When they first open the door, you can see a bottle of alcohol with Silas. Something fishy is going on. Mm-hmm. Yuki Yoshisawada chimed in as well. Uh, five, if you know something, say something out of five. One, you know what? I like Tony and Percy. I think there's a great, they're a great add-on to the group. Death awaits them, doesn't it? Yep, you're right. Uh, two, the best part about Tony being part of the endlings is that he seems to be helping Felix get out of that stick out of his ass. Uh, I think I rolled my eyes once at this, uh, this episode of Felix. We all know what's coming. Three, let's step to the, skip to the moral of the episode. Truth and dare is a dumb game. With the only winner being shame and regret. <laughs> let's play spin the bottle instead. We're all, we're, we're all winners. Bump Silas's shoulder. Four, who wants a Walking Dead spinoff about a ragtag group of military in the first days of the outbreak and learning to who they in the new world when these know where to serve and follow orders from. I do. Who's with me? Five. So Huck's name is Jennifer Malik. Eh, there are five things I know in pop culture. 
One, all puppets are evil. Mm-hmm. Hey, Daryl. Daryl, you know your... Uh, I'm current. Three, the name Giddin has never been a hero. And the name Malak is usually a wolf in sheep's clothing. Nice. Six, I think Hulk did the right thing killing Walter. He was never going to make make it with one leg and letting him die with hope. I think it was the best thing she could do for him. Seven, the captain. We got orders from the top, which is like getting orders from God. And we follow those orders. That's our job. Me, me in the back. You know who else followed orders? Nazis. <laughs> Eight, I'm going to say it, Elton and Hope. Yeah, I ship them. I'm rooting for these crazy kids. And I guess this would be nine, but he marked it as seven again. Oh, no, I saw it coming. I knew as soon as the episode started that Tony was going to die here, though I don't think it was Silas. I can't wait to see the fallout with Percy. Tony Delmato, I am satisfied with my care. Come by. And that's, Come by. That's all of our comments for uh, Walking Dead World Beyond. Thank you, everybody who chimed in. And please join them and chime in yourself. Give us your big mo's. Thanks, Jim. Thanks for reading that, Mr. Dietz. Thank you for everyone who um, was gracious enough to put their comments on the Facebook page, uh, as we've said. Um, Jim, where can people find you on the Internet? Uh, You can catch me every week on Nothing's On and the Taylor Network of Podcasts, along with Daryl Taylor over there and Dr. Current and uh, Donnie Salvo. Uh, you can also hear me on the Players Club. We just uh, put a new episode together this week, so it should be coming out soon. Our video game podcast over at the Taylor Network uh, Podcast dot com, and every week uh, you can listen to me at the Brandon Peters Show dot com, uh, where he and I are going week by week, uh, going through episode by episode. Space nineteen ninety nine, uh, that great show from the seventies. We're going to be doing a special uh, mini marathon of old space shows uh, for Thanksgiving week. So check that out. Nothing says Thanksgiving like living on Moonbase Alpha. That's right. Aaron North. I have a card that says that. Um, you can find me talking about movies and other things over on the podcast I co-host with my friend Abe. It is called Out Now with Aaron and Abe. We talk about weekly movie releases, and we also do fun commentary tracks occasionally. And uh, what else? I'm writing movie reviews over at WeLiveEntertainment.com. I'm writing up Blu-ray reviews over at WeSubly.com, and I'm on a variety doing some filmmaker interviews Variety.com. Um, and I'm on uh, uh, Twitter at Aaron's PS4. Mr. Taylor. Uh, yeah, you can, uh, like uh, Jim said, you can catch me uh, on that. Uh, nothing's on, handling all the TV and stuff. Oh, and we have a tenant contest coming up. Soon, yes. So stay tuned with that. Free digital copy of that. Uh, also, you can check uh, me and, and Russ and Hassan on uh, Gotham by Geeks. We can uh, now that Russ is out of the out of the uh, the busy zone. Hopefully, you <laughs> have him come yeah. back uh, to to talk some uh, some Batman again. What are you uh, talking lately on Batman? Yeah. Uh, so yeah, so you can check that out and in, in, in other podcasts that are on the network. There. Top favorite ten favorite cowls. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> And you can catch me here uh, at hhwled.com uh, on this very podcast, uh, as well as, like Mr. Taylor mentioned, over on Gotham by Geeks. Thanks, everyone, for listening. We will be back next week with episode 299. Um, thanks again. So until there's no more room in hell and the dead walk the earth, stay away from the 10-year-old Mountain Dew.
I wouldn't, it's no longer fizzy. I wouldn't recommend it. Yeah. Good to do.